Okay. You're never going to know what was in the 10 minutes that we just talked without That's, being recorded. Listen, listen. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. We're back here in the studio. I'm here with my colleague, Cody. And, it's good to uh, be here. We are uh, about 10 minutes in and we're restarting. We're going to rehash what we just <laughs> So you guys get to hear what we are very excited to tell you twice. So Colin decided to check the studio monitor and goes, huh? (laughs) Give me one of those. Yeah. 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 So uh, thanks for spending a little bit of time with us, guys. Uh, Really, we are as as I think some people are interested to hear. We're just now hearing about the new acquisition of Sony to Bungie. We're excited to talk about this because normally everything crazy happens the day after we record and we don't don't get to talk about it for two weeks. It's always like we're fresh today. I hate when that happens. We're like boots on the ground journalism right now. That's right. We're really, really in the the thick of things (laughs) trying to figure this out. So it looks like the price they paid was three point six billion dollars and a little bit of change. Yeah. And I I think that's totally fair because, you know, it, it looks at. Um, they have apparently another IP coming out in, they, they haven't said, but it sounds like it's actively in development, but I would, I would wonder how quickly something like that would come out just because of, you know, I would figure it'd be all hands on deck for destiny. Yeah. But, um, it, it kind of shows the greater trend, especially cause we we're not even a, you know, we're just a month into 2022 and there's already been a huge i I doubt this news will be passed by much this year you know what i mean i was kind of saying uh i like to think that sony um was not planning on buying act or was not planning on buying uh bungie and saw the microsoft activision or saw the yeah and we're just like we really fucked this one up yeah like uh is there any companies that we can buy (laughs) like there's not much left after yeah. you buy Activision Blizzard, like, there's not a huge, like, uh, unless you acquired, like, EA or Ubisoft or something, like, this is, you know, pretty big deal. Yeah, and it, it's, to be fair, though, this is a trend that I feel like Sony's been kind of cultivating for years. I mean, buying up companies like Naughty Dog, uh, they just bought Housemark when they released Returnal. Yep. There's all these studios that they, they definitely have cultivated and they've kept just on their platform, obviously trying to sell PlayStations. But it sounds like these two, especially being the, the Bungie one and then the one that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a lot about being um, the, Activ- the acquisition of Activision by I keep having uh, a hard Microsoft. time with that. I keep yeah. saying the Microsoft Activision, the Microsoft acquisition yep. of Activision. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you, clearly. But it's it's like there's such huge like games, IPs that they're grabbing. It, it you're just cutting yourself out of like a huge chunk of change if you don't go multi-platform. Yeah, and like the business stuff is one thing, but it's kind of like what does this mean for the person who's playing the games us mm-hmm. and for on the microsoft side it's to me it's bringing everything into game pass bringing everything into the xbox launcher and on the sony side it's really just supporting the development because mm-hmm. they're not going to make it exclu- they've indicated that they don't have plans to make anything playstation exclusive so really they're just getting behind the company's 
you know, game development, right? I mean, they're not wanting to come in and change anything. Sony's kind of known for having the Warren Buffett, you know, like, I am interested in buying this company because I like what you're doing, not because I want to change something about it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much just, you know, you got Sony over the head now. Yeah, and I mean, there's this trend of Sony's to be a little more lenient towards that, I think has been nothing but good, especially towards 2021 and i think late 2020 they've had a couple of their own like uh exclusive games come out on steam which yeah. have been as far as i'm aware huge successes right so god of war is the most recent one which came out at this point about a month ago i love that game to death easily my favorite game on the playstation so i was glad to see that and i think they're They've embraced cross-platform, too. I think so. Yeah, which is, Finally. to me, nothing but a good thing. And yeah. I think to most people, you know, they would agree with the sentiment. So it's it's really interesting to see. But there's also the flip side of it being, like, it seems like kind of a scary sort of trend to have, like, you know, essentially two or three big players. And that's it is. kind it's of so, it. It's something to think about. Because we, we were saying, you know, Microsoft has Call of Duty, biggest game on planet Earth. Minecraft used to be the biggest game on planet Earth. World of Warcraft has been one of the biggest games on planet Earth for 15 years. And it still has one of the biggest active player bases around. You know, all Warzone, which is obviously part of Call of Duty, all of the Bethesda games, because, you know, that was earlier than this acquisition. That's, you know, Fallout, all the Elder Scrolls stuff, um, Doom dishonored anything bethesda related there and you know their new stuff too like starfield that's coming out that's all going to be under the microsoft roof so it's just crazy a it's crazy how much microsoft already has and b it's crazy how much sony is getting in this same kind of game so they also have indie studio programs already so it's like if you want microsoft to back your indie studio like you're not really part of microsoft but you have microsoft you know access to resources and that sort of thing so they've got everything covered yeah i honestly um have seen nothing but good come out of that sort of arrangement they have phil spencer seems like you know he's a businessman clearly there's a reason that he's still ceo of xbox yeah but it seems like it's one of those things where if you make a good game, it just means more people are going to play it. Yeah. So it just seems like, you know, you put good in, you get good out, right? Well, Phil Spencer's vision for the whole thing is you've got your Xbox, you've got your gaming PC, you might even have like a cloud streaming device that you're using xCloud, an iPad, whatever. It's totally irrelevant what device you're on. You're going to load that up and basically play anything you can think of. Because right now... If you're a console gamer, you don't have to think about launchers and store. Like, is this on Epic? Is this on Steam? Is this on the Xbox launcher? Whatever. It's so nice. You just do it. And they want that experience on the PC. Uh, PC gaming is more accessible than ever, and more people are getting into PC gaming than ever before. So Microsoft wants that console experience to happen on the PC. And how much easier can they make it than just fucking owning all the games you don't have to worry about any licensing or anything anything you want to play it's going to be on the xbox launcher so it's it's almost like xbox doesn't even mean console anymore it's the xbox 
it's an ecosystem you know, ecosystem yeah. yeah they're they're kind of building an apple-esque environment where you have microsoft hardware you have microsoft services and subscriptions and everything is just all bundled into one thing yeah and there's all the good and bad that comes with that i yep. think because i know that the ftc is just now about to start to investigate the sort of acquisition here yeah just to check any sort of like conflicts or any sort of like issues that may arise with it so I was sort of surprised that you didn't hear more about some kind of FTC approvals with that because normally those kind of things have to clear if it's something on that scale. And like cell phone companies, for example, when they kind of absorb each other, like, you know, AT&T, when there was singular and all that kind of stuff, um, those all have to be approved. But it's, it's insane that Microsoft owns Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hard to think about. Like it's the, like, like we were saying, biggest game in the world, whether you like it or not, like everybody plays Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those wild, and Candy Crush. Yeah. Because we were talking about that before. So Candy Crush, Microsoft has been for years trying to jump into mobile gaming, and it's oh, I, close to 50% of all the money made on video games is made mobile. Yeah. So it's such a huge market, it just makes sense to try and jump into it. and. Candy Crush is one of the few apps that it it makes conservatively a hundred million dollars a month. It's crazy. So just on that alone, and then in quarter three, if you look at all of the IPs owned by Activision and boil it down to just how much money uh, revenue-wise they made on microtransactions, it's over a billion dollars. So those types of mobile puzzle games, I mean. They they seem to be like a dime a dozen, but people stick with like those, you know. Like yeah. Candy Crush has been around for a long time, and it's even like that that word game Wordle that everyone's been playing lately. I love Wordle. Like I play it every day, and once you play it for the day, you're done. But it still has that huge draw, and that's almost kind of the fun of it is that you can't sit there and keep playing it. So it's like yeah. what's like I'm thinking about hopping on Wordle tomorrow or whatever, you know. And that's so smart the model and i think uh you might want to double check me on this since you got the laptop but i'm pretty sure i read earlier today that the new york times was buying it for a low seven figure amount is the direct quote so it's it's basically the 2002 the 2022 version of a newspaper crossword yeah. i mean it makes perfect sense you're in the new york times app it's just like if you had a newspaper subscription you get to the end of the newspaper, you do the crossword. If you're in the New York Times app reading your paper, you're going to have Wordle in there every day in between the news. So, I mean, it's, it's genius. makes total sense yeah. for New York Times. It makes me really mad as a player of yeah. Wordle, but I totally understand why they would do it. And honestly, I don't really Who fault. knows what they'll do with it? Who knows what they'll do with it? They could keep it free, but, you know, just have advertisements on the page. But it sounds like regardless of, of how they decide to monetize it or not, it is migrating to their service. And it sounds like the actual guy who created it, he is going to make sure that your streak and your progress migrates with it. Oh, so God you forbid. Get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> My 25-day streak is going to yeah, get fuckled. Have a meltdown. Yeah. I really like it a lot, too. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it, it may have been brought up, you know, online and stuff. But to me, one of the 
reasons I think it caught wildfire was the community aspect of it. The fact that you yeah. can share your results with everyone and see like how your friends did. Cause yeah. I have, I have a group chat with a couple buds and we, we pass along our results and we yell at the stupid words they chose that day yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I really, really like that. And I think that's like you said, you spend maybe 20 minutes a day on it. If it's a difficult one, five minutes, if it's easy, and then yep. you just come back tomorrow, you don't spend enough time to get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, like I've noticed if I'm if I'm still up at night and I notice it's after midnight, I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a wordle up. Oh Pull shit! Pull that baby I'm up. Pulling that up. I, I've done it from desktop even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I typically do it in in bed as yeah. well because I'm jumping in right around midnight. But yeah, um, like my wife does it like with her coffee. It's yeah. just like I'm gonna hop up, do make my coffee, do the wordle. It's 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 fun. Yeah, it's it's such a great. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally like bread and butter trying to put it in, uh, in the New York Times magazine. So I know, again, a lot of people are upset at the thought that a company bought it and it probably will be sub, like subscriptionized. Yeah. However you want to phrase that. I don't that, think they're going to like make it to where it has some giant ad like barrier on My it or NYT, something. Bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to do that, but they'll find some way to. Make They'll it. make their investment yeah. back. Yeah. But um, it's good on him. I mean, if you just made this, it sounds like he just made it for him and his girlfriend and they yeah. were just having fun with this and then it just took off and he making you know, over a million dollars, probably right. closer to $5 million yeah. just for making this uh, silly little word game. So that's the gaming business news. Yeah. And it's, um, it's kind of interesting to see because... You know, there's all these different... I feel like a lot of the companies that are being acquired, it, it doesn't feel like anything's coming out for a little while. Yeah. So, you look at the... It's all about the platforms. Yeah, because you look at Activision Blizzard. I mean, with... To be fair, Phil Spencer's been eyeing Microsoft... Or, excuse me, has been eyeing <laughs> Blizzard. He's been eyeing his he's own company. He's been eyeing Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been eyeing Activision for... For a long time. Well, it was the perfect time because it was so undervalued yeah. after all of the scandal internally and all the people that got fired and everything. It was yeah. the perfect time for Microsoft to come in. That's literally what I was going to get at. Is like, it's, I don't know if it sounds nasty, but like, they had a lot of terrible people working for the company and it sounds like they're already gone or yeah. going. Yeah. So this is like. So while they're having to rebuild best time to come in yeah they get to make like huge changes it sounds like it'll be finalized right at the end of the year and it'll know, all work out for the better i think yeah and and to my point of like look at like what they're big because they're coming out with a new survival ip they announced that as well to you know build a little bit of hype and kind of show off what they're working on but diablo 4 and overwatch 2 won't come out till 2023 at the earliest so i, I wonder if um, Microsoft's going to get involved in like competitive Overwatch. Yeah, that I'm super curious about because they've already dumped millions into that. Yeah. Well, not Microsoft, but yeah. their new subsidiary. Yeah. So, like damn. the Overwatch League and everything. Because, like, obviously Blizzard has to be involved in all the hosting and licensing and everything for that. Like, it's probably like a different team within the company. But, I mean, just all these little things, like, I just keep realizing more and more about it the more I think about it. Because, like, when I first read the article, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, Call of Duty, all the big Activision and Blizzard games. But, like, there's so much that goes into these, like, there's a huge, like, just pick one game out of the pile of 50 
And there's like a massive community and world around these whole things that Microsoft is now going to be involved in. Yeah, this is because now that you bring that up, it kind of makes me think and I, I can't think of like, you know, the big three, Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo. I can't think of any of them being like they make esports friendly games, but like it doesn't feel like they're in the They're ecosystem. not running like their own leagues. Yeah. You, but Blizzard was. Blizzard was. Yeah. And you look at like the other example I'm thinking of is like Riot, who makes yeah. unbelievable amounts of money off off League of Legends. Yeah. And, and Valorant. The, and Valorant, exactly. So yeah. and their new MMO they're they're hopefully gonna come out with in the not too distant future. So the whole point I'm getting at is like if you kind of foster that ecosystem, Microsoft has the cash to do it. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they threw $70 billion at, at Activision Blizzard to buy them. So it's, I think that there's there's a huge money pool to get there, especially as, as all this stuff is more mainstream. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can get into the real technical nerdy side of it and say that a lot of these things are probably gonna end up hosted on Azure as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. xCloud, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. So we might see some improvements in you know, data center hosting quality and stuff like that. Like, maybe they'll get rid of lag in Call of Duty. Oh, if only. Right. Who, who knows how they're hosting that now? Like, I'm completely making that up. But yeah, because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it was all internal for how terrible it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but it it feels like a lot of wheels are turning at the exact same time, and it's just a lot. They're of still going to have to operate as separate companies, like. All these guys aren't just like packing up and like going to Washington. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. like they're gonna operate as you know, basically separate companies. And Microsoft is the parent company. It's not like suddenly it's gonna be like Microsoft's Overwatch. You know, it's like it's gonna be Phil Spencer's Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, like that's not really how this works. But they do have Microsoft as a resource now. Yeah, right? like like they're not just gonna shutter everything that's mm -hmm. that's not how it works so. yeah totally and there's um you when you're that big you have to operate those things as separate companies it's just like rockstar like they have like rockstar west and rockstar mm -hmm. east and all that kind of thing like you yeah that's you, true. yeah you can't it's not just going to be like we're microsoft we make call of duty and halo like <laughs> they're going to be huge teams that like the people that work on call of duty aren't going to feel at all like they're on the same team that works on halo like they're going to be completely different worlds they just happen to be under the same umbrella all right it's kind of crazy to me just how much manpower is thrown at call of duty like you have yeah. an entire raven softworks the entire company is literally just the br it, it doesn't stop yeah like there's never no stops. development cycles like Call of Duty is just always in development. So that's crazy because yeah. it, like one thing that I'm aware of is the fact that especially with Vanguard, it sounds like the numbers for Call of Duty for like one of the first times started to dip. Yeah. So it sounds like they're looking at the idea of not having a yearly release. Yeah. To me, that's only healthy. They should. They, they should have done that a long time ago. And like, you know, I'm a Call of Duty player and Modern Warfare was the best one in years. And everyone that I knew that was in the Call of Duty scene just wanted them to just keep updating Modern Warfare. Like, if we could have just kept that, throw on the map packs, throw on the DLC, whatever, skins, I don't care. Just, like, leave that game engine and that, like, style in there. 
And then we got Black Ops, and it was fine. It was Call of Duty, but it wasn't as good. And then we got Vanguard, and it was whatever. wasn't as good. World War II again. And I just really think... I don't know. It's hard to justify it, though, because people are still buying it. From a business perspective, I don't know. From like a person who appreciates quality games, they shouldn't put them out every year. It's, you, it's just like FIFA and like yeah. stuff like that. Like Every big FIFA streamer on the planet just constantly complains about how awful it is and how it's the same game every year. And I how, fucking hate FIFA, and they, they say. And they buy it every year and they play it. Yeah, got so, a controller in their hands running around on the field. I, I hate this. I hate this. I, yeah, it sucks. It's the same thing they put out last year. It's NBA 2K is a perfect example of that. It's because it, it prints money. Yeah. That's why they do it. And you even see every single year there's always one Reddit post like, oh, I found this stand up here. There's a border that shows last year's like emblem on there instead of the new one. It's like, I mean, obviously they're just... They're, it would take something drastic. Like, it would have to just suck so bad, you know? It'd have to... Even then, it, it would have to sell horribly. Like, even yeah. if it reviewed badly, as long as it sold well, they, they wouldn't care. The only time I can think of that happening it was Advanced Warfare. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just awful, and, like, no one played it, and... Nobody talks about that one. It just, yeah. like, fell away. Yeah, so... But... That didn't change their development cycles. No. Yeah, was that... I can't remember. Was that an Infinity Ward game? I don't remember. Yeah. that one. So, F- Dr. Disrespect actually worked on That's that a, game. He was a, d- a map designer, yeah. right? Like, a, yeah. I don't know what his title was, but yeah. Yeah. Dude. What a crazy thought. The like, maps weren't bad. The gameplay was bad. <laughs> he went from an internet... Doc, we're not bad. <laughs> I love his content. He seems like a great dude. Like it's it's more like just the the loop itself wasn't compelling. I mean, they had too much crap going on in it. You could like fly around and run on walls and stuff, and it just doesn't. And I like verticality in a game, but it it wasn't built for that. It wasn't built yeah. for that. Yeah. So it's it's very clear. But um, that's funny though that he went from internet personality to game developer back to yeah. internet personality back, back to, to game, game developer. developer. Yeah, because he started. He's opening a studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's it's midnight. Yeah, something I can't. Yeah, remember. he's like actively hiring engineers and everything. Like it's a real thing. I wonder what that'll turn out to be. Watch them come out with Doctor Disrespect Candy Crush. I'm kind of cool with it because he's so in the like scene. Like he knows exactly what he wants. And like if if you ever watch his stream, like obviously he's joking around and being funny. But if he complains about something, it's like this is how this game should be. And like he talks to other streamers and people in the community and stuff. And it's like wouldn't it be awesome if they just did this? And mm-hmm. it's like, why can't they just do this? And like, he can't get those companies to buy in. He's just one guy. Like, yeah, he's got a big audience, but they're not going to like tailor Call of Duty to what Doc wants. Of course. But, but now, now he can. He can choose what's in his yeah. game. Yeah. So I think it might be cool. I have probably solid hopes for it. I just wonder what kind of game they're making. Yeah. Because it sounds like it'll be a smaller team. I assume, you know, by definition and independent, but... I don't know how, like, what kind of game they would try to create. I would assume a shooter because yeah. that's really all Doc plays. Yeah, I would assume so. Probably some kind of, probably a BR, but mm-hmm. something different somehow. Hopefully, yeah. I'm about done with BRs. Yeah, I think everybody is. I mean, they they are refreshing enough with the updates, but like, yeah, it's. I, I'm looking into uh, that new Pokemon. Have you tried it yet? Not yet. Have you got it? No, so uh, 
from everybody that I've I've heard from and everyone who really likes Pokemon, it sounds like it's such a breath of fresh air in yeah. the game. Just having that open world and being able to kind of explore it at your leisure and, and play it the way you want to play it sounds like people really, really like it. That's what we've been asking for for years, right? Yeah, a lot of people. And it's definitely a nice change. I just don't know. I'm a huge Pokemon guy. I think yeah. that's what it boils down to. Yeah, like, I'm the same. Like, it's fun, and, like, I usually pick them up, but I'm not, like, hardcore about it. But that style sounds like something I would be into. Yeah, because I like open world games. I play my Switch exclusively on airplanes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't play it any other time. It's, like... It's just the perfect thing for flights. And mm -hmm. if I'm home, I'm probably going to be sitting at my PC or whatever. Like, it's just kind of rare that I would break out the Switch and, like, sit there at home and play it. Oh, well, yeah. Let's I will if something out. big comes out or something, you know? Something only on the Switch, though. Yeah. But, like, it, I literally only play it on a plane. So, if I'm on a flight, I'm like, oh, I remember, like, this is where I was in Animal Crossing on my last flight. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... It feels like the Switch is especially good at really quick like 20 minute yeah. gaming sessions animal crossing animal crossing like stuff that you can easily jump in and jump out stardew is the other yeah. obvious thought and like the there was a game that just came out on pc the new monster hunter have you played monster hunter games yeah I'm not any recent ones but yeah. sure it's interesting because a lot of that game it obviously was on switch alone for a while and it felt like a lot of the game was kind of built with that in mind like it, yeah a lot of the systems were just like you could say dumbed down that feels mean but they they kind of were dumbed down like you didn't have to look for monsters anymore you could just they were marked on your map you just flew your ass over there on your dog <laughs> and you just beat the shit out of them and yeah. like it that's that's cool like if you want to jump in and like just play a, a quick sort of you know piece of combat and you like monster hunter combat nothing wrong with that but at the same time if you liked Monster Hunter World, let's say, and you liked the kind of methodical, like, you know, you get to track, you get to kind of explore this really lush, gorgeous sort of world, it's not the same. It's yeah. just, like, it plays to a different sort of, like, it knows what device it's on. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's been a history of uh, Nintendo games in general and Switch games is they have they kind of tailor it to, to that. Which is great. Yeah. It's, it's cool because... Even like with the Wii U, which sold like dog shit. Yeah. Like it's clear that the games were made with the hardware in mind. Right. With it, whether it be the limitations or the features of it, I think that's neat because, um, you know, it's it's if nothing else, it's not powerful, so at least it's interesting. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've never been like, this is going to be the 4K 144 frame experience because it's if not only. necessary. Yeah. If I if I could play Mario, they and would rather. They, yeah, they would rather you be able to. They would rather have accessible hardware at a reasonable price point than like the best thing because no one's going to be using a Switch for competitive shooters, anyways. I want to play Counter Strike on my Switch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like. I'm uh I'm entering in the Call of Duty World Championships next week, and I'm booting. I got in my for, screen up to my damn yeah. chin, like oh <laughs> shit, fuck. Yeah, that's not that's not the Switch experience. They're at least self-aware enough to know that. I'm thinking of like Mario in like the Unreal Engine, and I always say this like you can kind of look at the game and see like what engine it's made in, and I look and 
Unreal to me always everything looks wet or like yeah. greasy. And I imagine it's in like a greasy ass Mario yeah. like running around the map. Yeah, and you can see like like shining effects and stuff yeah. like ray tracing. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine ray traced Mario? That'd be pretty sick. And he looks he's like a man. He's thick. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> he's got arm hair and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I said he's like a man, like Mario's not a man, <laughs> but he's like a he, fully humanoid he's a look. Listen, he's a man. What else do I have to say? <laughs> like I'm thinking of like Mark, like Gears of War guy, yeah, yeah, but it's Marcus. like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> he's all grimy and all this nasty shit. He's covered he's in blood, stomping on Goombas or whatever. <laughs> Curb stomp a Goomba, dude. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's uh it's they're like disney or something like they know like this is like our little like we don't deviate from this little cartoony world with these like characters and personalities that we've created and like even the hardware is kind of like goofy one's red and one's blue (laughs) (laughs) we're silly silly. (laughs) and microsoft and sony are like hard edges and like you get black you get white and it's like you know it's just like the same old, same old. Yeah. It's like you've already seen it. I mean, to be fair, the the PlayStation Five looks not good. Yeah. It looks real weird. It's serious. It's too serious. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I also understand that, like, if you start to go into those crazy sort of colors, you could, I guess, alienate some of your player base. To me, that seems like a stupid excuse. Haven't they been going after like? like d brand and like plate making kind of yeah did you hear that so they actually they threw a lawsuit at d brand because apparently they had a patent on the design of those uh the the plate the plates on the side so what d brand did is they redesigned it so it's probably better than the ones you get on the playstation part of the reason for that is there's a fan on the back of it just on one of the plates and they actually created a grill for it so it can actually vent so That's cool. You yeah. actually made a better product by yeah. suing them, Sony. Well done. D-Brand makes great stuff. Like, my phone yeah. case is D-Brand. They're cool. Yeah. They also have those crazy vinyls that I know sell, like, uh, hotcakes. And yeah. they're, like, a huge sponsor on Linus Tech Tips, if you guys watch their channel. so Yeah, well, that's funny because, like, on the PlayStation, they could have just sold skins for it. But they were like, we're going to give you an entire plate. You don't have to worry about, like, wrapping edges or anything. Like, you just like so they do both now which yeah. is cool like the idea is you okay so get, they do do both yeah so like the idea is like well what would i do if i bought plates right so you could buy plates and then the actual middle that's all black and glossy you could put like a sticker on there that could match or you could put something that like complements the yeah, colors you like, choose that's cool pretty cool i agree i think it's a it's a neat idea so um i think it's weird for sony to get so ass mad yeah like it's just you know just let that one be it feels like i don't um, see how it's worth their resources to like bother with something like that it's just another example of um people who don't know what they're like who don't know what the product they're selling is they just run the company yeah you know what i mean like they see it as infringement whereas you know the the customer i mean you're buying a playstation anyway but what you find out is, I think a month after that, Sony started to sell their own plates, and they came in these crazy sort of like uh, violet and red and Which stuff like that. Which was probably their plan yeah. earlier on, anyways. But. Yeah, and they just claimed the patent so that nobody could sell stuff. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, that's kind of a weird one. I'm not super. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where. 
we'll just have to see how um, all this shakes out as far as like uh, the new. Sorry, I had tabs up with the acquisition and stuff. So hey, we're we're in business land right now. Yeah, I'm just my brain's a million places. But um, actually, speaking of Microsoft and all of their kind of information. Um, yesterday or the day before the halo trailer came out i forgot all about that yeah did you watch it yeah it was awesome i thought it actually looked like really good and we this isn't the first halo live action by the way we've had this before but it was not great wasn't amazing nobody (laughs) remember nobody talks about it yeah which is probably good this is supposed to be like an hbo like game of thrones quality like premium tv show and they're doing it on paramount plus now which originally it's the most popular streaming service (laughs) yeah i mean everybody's like listen me my dad we all classic so but maybe now so Halo and uh, Yellowstone are what they're using to sell Paramount Plus. Are you? Which kidding is kind of funny. Yellowstone, my favorite shows <laughs> yeah. on there. Everyone's mom's favorite, <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> they should just bundle it with the Hallmark Channel. So we got some. Kevin Costner, Master Chief, <laughs> one prize <laughs> for the month. That's a steal, and you're set. Thank God for that. I mean, who needs Netflix, HBO? It's out of here. Yellowstone's all you want. Yellowstone and Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which. She was in the trailer. It was kind of cool. She looks weird as fuck. What's yeah, going on it there? Was, the voice was right. It was, I think, the same. But I think for TV purposes, they made her more of like a Pert, like a big person so instead it, of you know like you know like it was Cortana's like a, a human yeah like it was just like a girl like a blue girl <laughs> mario's just like a dude and yeah. she's like a girl yeah. like cortana in the games is you know she's obviously female but it, it's kind of just like a little hologram robot she's thing. like, a like blue you don't Matrix really robot. think of her as like a like a person mm-hmm. but like it's almost like siri or something like yeah it's like okay like siri's a girl but like it's just like the phone voice like that's kind of how i was with cortana and halo and the show it's almost like something different it's almost it's more like c3po where it's like it feels like a a companion yeah instead of just like some weird robot that's hanging out with you so what what i've heard because i I think the trailer was interesting uh it doesn't really tell us much in my opinion it looks like every other blockbuster that comes out so we don't really know how the story is going to play out but what i've heard is they're calling what it's set in as the silver age so the idea behind it is it sounds like most everything is canon like Everything that was in the books slash games is is fair, but anything that happens in the show is not. It's not I canon to that. the games. To me, that sounds like a huge cop out of like, it's like well, we can do whatever we want. That's essentially what they're saying is like, well, we'll kind of include the shit that we want. We won't include the stuff that we don't want. So I don't like that at all. It feels very, very like convenient. You know what I mean? So. One of the really weird things, I haven't bothered to research it. I'm sure there's internet takes on it. But one thing that really stuck out to me in the trailer was there was a scene with, like, Covenant in a room. And there was, like, a normal, like, human girl in there that was, like, yeah. on their side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's never happened in any book or game that I'm aware of. What were those tentacle things? They, like, were wrapping people up and Why stuff? would there be a person that, like, Covenant are cool with? It doesn't. It was just like a bunch of elites and grunts and stuff in a room, and then just like a human chick. Yeah. Like she's just. Chilling. What is that? Yeah. It's. 
part of like, me how is she like like hey like i'm cool like i'm with you guys yeah i th- they literally like invade earth and try to destroy it like Every. And she's like, "That's cool. <laughs> I kind of do that. Yeah, like I don't even, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna work that one in there. Part of me thinks it won't be well. It so, reminds me of like Team Rocket and Pokemon or something. Where yeah, it's like we're it's just crazy. Like, I'm evil because yeah, I am. Yeah, like I'm silly. I have blue hair. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> like I it was just in. weird. It was like an emo chick, and she's like chilling with like, like elites. Yeah, yeah. It'll be." I think it'll be a good watch. Yeah. I think it'll be regardless. The Warhog looked really good. It did. The energy sort, like the weapons all looked perfect. The effects were better than I expected. And the Master Chief voice doesn't sound too weird. Because you can get the Batman thing a little where you're like, I'm Master Chief. You know, like they've avoided that. I think it'll be cool. Thank goodness they didn't do the the Batman thing because I'm super sick and tired of that. Yeah. And it kind of. In some of the games, it's a little... Yeah, it's a little rough. But it's it's clearly like they're trying to at least get close to the voice of the yeah. games but the the guy who voices master chief is is an older guy and this is definitely yeah. based when he was a younger spartan yeah. so i'm absolutely going to watch it and there's other spartans in the show for sure yeah, yeah so it's based around when they're it's actually gotta be at least, yeah yeah so is that like reach era i don't yeah. know all the timelines yeah that's right and uh even then, there wasn't like a lot of confirmed ones or whatever, because it was like sort of like a, a secret military program. thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I definitely will watch it. Here's hoping that I can get a free trial and watch all of both Yellowstone, and hopefully, we'll get Halo as well. I think a TV. I I think they're gonna show his face. I think they're gonna do the Mandalorian thing where it's like fun for TV and like seven, eight episodes in, or maybe. In the second season, they're gonna show it. They're gonna show him. I just feel like it feels so wrong, but like it for purpose. It's a TV show. They're that's gonna, a good point. I think they're gonna do it. It's a completely visual medium. Yeah. Right. And and it's yeah. all about this guy and this character and what he's doing because Halo. The whole point of not ever seeing Master Chief is that you are Master Chief. I am Master Chief. So we're. Total, that has no relevance at all. And they they say as much during the trailer where he touches some weird upside down metal thing. I don't know what the fuck it was, but he touches it and he's like, actually, I'm good now. I'm no longer a tool of war. I'm cool. Yeah. Like they're going to really humanize him and they're going to really like tell his story and he's, you know, develop him like, yeah. I'm not so I, I I will say that I am opposed to it, but I'm also not upset by it. it I mean, it's a show. You don't want to yeah. have this like blank slate running around yeah. just shooting aliens. In yeah, the and face. it's it's not new to give the aliens like characters and backstories and stuff. Like, there's the Arbiter and like yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I would love if they do that. I'm such a huge fan of the like back and forth style where you can empathize with both sides i love halo lore like they got plenty to work with they do and that's part of what i i guess i was sort of interested and a little you know trepidatious about is the thought that you know the the directors and the writers of the show basically said we'll just kind of we got a lot of shit. We'll just pick up what we want. If it doesn't make sense in the rest of the story, yeah. it's not canon. So the whole up. saying it's not canon thing concerns me a little bit because it's just kind of like, this is like, what's the point if it's not canon? It's just like, 
this is a show that happens to have Master Chief in it and aliens. It's like, is it Halo or not? Well, and they even like, uh, I couldn't even name off the top of my head, but even like uh, some of the stuff in the trailer showed that it's 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 not the same way that it went in the the books. Well, normally you would retroactively redact canon. You wouldn't yeah. start off saying like this is new and won't be canon. Yeah, the old shit that we already set up. It what we're going to do now is not real. Yeah, just like so you what's come like th- like this is coming your way. Yeah, ignore this. It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say some shit. Just block it out of your yeah. mind. Like if you don't like it, like it's just not part of the story. <laughs> so. I'm about to say some raunchy bullshit. Yeah. You just hang on. Yeah, like if you guys love the Halo story, Halo. CE two three like it's a great story. So this thing, don't not even it. part of that. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, it feels like you're taking the wind out of your own sails. I guess it's a, it's they're hedging they, their bets. They might be kind of making it for people who don't even. I mean, people are gonna watch this that don't know anything about Halo, mm-hmm. and that and they need them to. Like, if only Halo fans watch this, Paramount Plus might not last. Here's there's a lot of Halo fans. Whoa, but like, whoa. You're speaking ill of Paramount Plus here. <laughs> Back a, the fuck up. I'm, I'm not saying there's not enough Halo fans to keep Paramount afloat, but there's not enough Halo fans to keep Paramount afloat. All like right. They got to have people. I won't fight you on that. There's got to be people that are just going to watch this on their own. Like, yeah. Like, imagine, like, whatever, a Netflix show about, you know, I don't know, actually, because that fucking League of Legends show. That took off. No, no, no. So here's, I I totally agree. But part of why that worked, I think, is because it had an interesting, like, it it was set up interestingly, and it was on Netflix. Yeah. This shit's on a whole new service that that's, I guarantee that's 20 true. people that have. Is, that is a major difference. And I was having people saying, like, dude, have you watched that? And I was like, uh, like I might check it out. I wasn't big on League of Legends. And they're like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Watch it. Regardless of how you feel I don't think it. Halo can pull that off. I don't think so. That's like, kind of where I am. Yeah. Like, I don't know if... I, I can't imagine people watching this and, like, you just, like, the guy at work that never played Halo or even the guy at work that's, like, not a gamer at all. Is he going to like this show? I don't know. I don't think it... I don't think it's a, it's a seller. Like, Halo, again, like you said, is is... It's already got a huge fan base, but it feels like it's not trying to cater to new people. Well, in the game, it's like, holy crap, this is crazy. Like, I'm fighting all these crazy different types of aliens in space, and it's fun to... The combat is fun with these different types of enemies and stuff like that. But if you're just like, I'm not doing any of that. We have a TV show. Don't know anything about it. Like... Is the guy at the cubicle next to you at work gonna watch the show about shooting aliens? He's just gonna be like, "What is that? What is that like? Is that like Star Trek? Like, yeah, you know, like I don't think it's gonna transition to those people." I'll be really, really surprised, honestly, if it does. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because, you know, the the other example I'm thinking of is the soon to be released Uncharted movie because I actually just saw Spider Man on sunday tom holland's awesome really great but uh we can talk about it in a moment but I, I i think my point is the trailer for the uncharted movies anybody would watch that i think anybody would watch that and they're not leaning on it being a video game like they're leaning on it being this crazy over-the-top summer blockbuster it does a little fan service like they yep. make the joke about sully's mustache or whatever yep yep so. they do a couple of those like a couple little calls to the game that i think 
are neat, but they're not like just winking at the camera for 40 minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Like it just looks like a cool movie that any, like, like my dad would watch that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know, like he's never played a PlayStation in his life. He yeah. doesn't know what Uncharted is, but he would see the Halo thing. I don't know if it, I don't know if that's the same. I don't think it is because there's already tons of shows that do similar things and I would assume are going to do it better. And it's really kind of like deep lore. Like, it's really hard to set up from scratch. Like Uncharted, you can set up from scratch. It's like, look at us. We're two treasure hunters. and like I'm Nicolas Cage. I'm going yeah. to get this treasure. Yeah. Like Halo is kind of tough to set up from scratch. Like I didn't know what the fuck was going on pretty much the whole first Halo game. I just, the game was fun to play. And then you kind of go back and you're like, oh, like this is kind of interesting. Like here's a reference to this and that. The show, like they're going to have to be like the Covenant like here's what they want and like here's what like the earth people want and stuff like they're gonna have to explain all that like you can't just drop it in no you can't and like the problem you're probably gonna run into is like how do you integrate that into the story because it's so easy just to like have one character just like just word vomit a bunch of stuff your dad's gonna fall asleep if he I can see the first three it. episodes sucking because yeah. they're gonna have to explain everything. I think so. Or if not, like you'd have to weave it in so nicely. Yeah, you know what I mean. It would have to. You'd have to have such a varied introduction to it. Like you'd probably have to be dropped like right in, and you'd have like I think. Honestly, if if they were to do it right, I think you would have like a crap load of questions. Yeah, I think that they would just focus more on like the hero's sort of journey of Master Chief and then all of like the details of the world and all that will kind of fill themselves in. They'll probably have like childhood flashbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, you're probably right because they even they even reference that kind of stuff in the books and the movie or in the games. Yeah. But I think that if you did something like that, I think that you could get it to work. You know what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like the because like the new dune movie when that just came out there was a lot of stuff for you to pick up yeah but like you could kind of follow this one thread throughout the whole thing if you didn't understand every detail about it it was kind of okay right it made your viewing a little bit better but you were basically just following like this one character story so i almost wonder if it's going to be something like that i think that would be probably probably a good idea but yeah we'll see Hope it's good. I'll watch it. Hope it's good, but... Um, we're going like to watch it. We're going to watch it, damn it. <laughs> we, well, listen, I'm already on Paramount, so we're good. And I'm, are you actually... Nope. <laughs> I think it's like the one thing I don't have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've tried a lot of them, too. And uh, I've even tried the Hallmark one. Not personally, but I, I had to download it. I don't know if you're getting $12 a month out of me for, for uh, Yellowstone. What? But bring Master Chief in. <laughs> now we got a twofer. Yeah. That's Chief, cool. Chief and Costner. Yellow and What green. if they just made Yellowstone a part of the Halo universe? <laughs> <laughs> the ring Yellowstone. Yeah, like it turns out the farm that they're on has been like on a Halo <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> Damn, the stakes get so much higher. And like in the last episode, that just gets like invaded by Covenant. (laughs) And that's a transition to the series. That'd be something rad. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Here's hoping, because they'll be on the same network. I think the timelines are a little off, but well, we'll ignore that. Only, well, it's not canon. (laughs) (laughs) It's not canon, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Halo happened in early 2000s or whenever. 2003. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think there. Well, there's a pair. There's a prequel to Yellowstone that's set in like the 18. 18- 80s. Let's set it then. Why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> Halo's from a different What universe. was going on in the Halo universe in the 1880s? <laughs> this, like, was exactly. there like elites riding around on like steamboats and stuff? In space, like, just flying around? I just got a job down at the sawmill. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on the same ring, just different parts yeah. of it. Yeah. That would be something, but here's hoping. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting that. I don't know if you're familiar with, and I don't know if we've talked about, is um, Ubisoft in their Quartz movement. Are, are you familiar with this? Have you heard about it? I'm not. So Ubisoft, When you say Quartz movement, I'm immediately thinking about a watch. Right. So <laughs> Quartz is essentially the system that they're putting together for NFTs. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So you We're knew about on. some yeah, of this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they started it off as like, if you play Ghost Recon's Breakpoint, this game that 12 people own, uh, will give you, they call them, I think, digits. So you can essentially get your own uh, unique sort of, it's like serialized. Yeah. But you just get like one version of like this cosmetic that then you can put on your character. Yeah. So that's like... I, I'm not like mad at that necessarily. I think NFTs are fucking stupid. NFTing skins seems like just fucking terrible. Yeah, so it, it goes a little a little deeper in my opinion. This is my skin. Yeah, this is listen, not remember, a skin. Here's what's crazy. So if you look at the terms of use, when you agree to them and you get one of these NFTs, you don't own the cosmetic. What you're owning is is technically just the signature attached to it. So like that's if, even fucking dumber. Yeah. So if the game goes under, let's say, like they just shut off service to it, you know, it's like, well, no one's going to be playing Breakpoint probably in 2023. Let's be honest. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, like you can technically still trade it, but you that item is no longer usable. Owning digital items is already like goofy enough just without it being an NFT. Like, I don't, I know like everyone loves their Rocket League wheels and their like Fortnite skins and stuff, but like I have never, if I unlock one for free by doing something, I might throw it on or like scroll through the ones I have. I like care so little about in-game cosmetics. It's not even funny. Like I care so little about it. I agree, but I know some people really do. And oh, that's yeah. what feels really crappy about it. A lot of people it. really do. Yeah, so with the whole quartz thing, like they are essentially trying to cuz there's there's this whole question of like so they essentially the reason they want to incentivize you to do this is because they make a percentage of every trade. So you could trade they they gave one of their executives gave a interview which I have pulled up and he essentially talked about how well we want to empower the players to, you know, get unique cosmetics for your character and then once you're done with the game just, you know, make some money back on it. It's like you're still gonna No one mm-hmm. No one's going to buy it. Yeah, and like the thought, they're like, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's good. They're like, people don't understand. You but can it's already good for the sell skins that aren't digitally signed. Absolutely, people buy Rocket League wheels for like five hundred dollars. People buy CS:GO skins. They that, buy all sorts of skins that like not a like that isn't a one of one. Mm-hmm. That isn't even close to a one of one. Right. Like, why do they think that NFTing it makes it like? improves the economy of cosmetics so 
here was here's a question that was brought up that I thought was really interesting because a lot of the the complaints people would have with like the way we digitally buy games now is you don't really own your games anymore. You essentially like are buying a license to yeah. it, but like if the service went off, it's like you know you can't you can't get rid of it. You can't right. use it. But one of the questions this interviewer had was, well, what if uh, like instead of doing this, you made the game the NFT and you're essentially buying that. And then when you're done with it, you can sell the game itself. So you essentially own I mean, your games and you can sell it. That's that, compelling to me. That's way more. Yeah. His response was, we could, we're not looking into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's different. Like that is, so NFTs have a ton of potential and like digital monkeys is not it. What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, I just... I need an ape. <laughs> I need a half million dollar ape or True. whatever. They're 200000 I think, at the lowest price. I just, like, the digital signature technology has tons of applications. Unbelievable. Like, we could now. go into all kinds of it. Right now, the main application is that this cartoon is mine. Not really the most compelling thing to me. But what? saying that this digital usable thing, this product. like a game, is mine, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Now you have a tradable commodity. Now you have, you know, even like a digital locker or something like that. Or a way, an easy way to verify ownership across platforms. Yeah. So let's say you buy... You know, what's a game that's on a bunch of different things? The Division. The I'm Division. thinking of a Ubisoft game. It's probably on Steam and mm -hmm. Ubisoft or whatever. So let's say you buy that on one of those platforms, and it's an NFT version of it. And Ubisoft is saying, if you buy this game, you have the game, right? Like, it doesn't matter, like, what platform you had it on. You migrate over to your Steam library. You can authenticate with Steam, like, hey, here's my NFT token. This game is mine. Okay, cool. You've already bought this from... Ubisoft, you have permission to, to use it here. Mm -hmm. That's an application I'm thinking of. Yes, Steam gets cut out as the middleman there, so they might not be up for that, but at least it's a product, you know? So there's lots of different... It goes way beyond cartoon monkeys. Yeah, it does. The and whole NFT art thing, it's just... I don't... It, it's just silly to me. Yeah, we could go on an entire At the risk of sounding like a 90-year-old man, it's just... It ain't it. Honestly, like, it, it feels just like the people who are using it are using it as a speculation tool. And it's not even that. Like, we understand the technology. It's not like, you know, I, I can't stand people comparing the NFTs to the dot-com boom. And it's like, you're missing out, you know, because it's like, no. Like, people missed out on the dot-com boom because they never thought people would use the internet for mail. Or people, like, you know, there was people back then that were like, people will never buy books off the internet like what's a book yeah like that's just crazy like you're gonna sit down at a computer and buy stuff and like have it shipped to you like no i'm not investing in i that. would never how is that like so a person that doesn't understand the application of it at all can't even conceptualize how it works how is that the same as me saying like it's silly to buy a cartoon monkey for two hundred thousand dollars it is not the same thing like, we get blockchain technology, we get FT NFTs, we get the concept of digital ownership and making a digital item a one-of-one. One. Like, we got it. 
it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I said like, it. Yeah, like, that's that's my take on it. Yeah. I am almost word for word in agreement. And I'm not saying you can't make money on it. Because that's a lot of the time the argument is like, oh, like, you're not going to get in off NFTs and you're going to be sorry because that one that I'm telling you to buy, it's going to be double in value. I'm not saying that it won't be. That would be different if mm. I was like, that's not going to be worth anything. No one will buy that. That's different. Totally different. We're not yeah. saying that. We're saying the application of it is goofy. Honestly, to me, like, if you... It's like the people who got really, really rich on cryptocurrency and they try to give, like, financial advice. It's like, dude... Yeah. All that happened is you got lucky. Yeah. You know what I Pretty mean? Pretty much, yeah. Like all this stuff is just, hey, congrats. It on getting still has lucky. no application. Like Bitcoin is worth something because the next guy is willing to pay more than you paid. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, and I'm a huge proponent of, of crypto. I think it's yeah. really cool. I'm not saying it's going to revolutionize the way we do anything, but NFTs are just like, I mean, there's so many negatives. And, like, you look at all these companies that are pushing the metaverse. That was a huge, like, buzzword they were using with the uh, Activision acquisition. They were talking about, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a, a huge boon to the metaverse. It's And NFTs in this, I, I feel like, are in the same boat. It's what customer is asking for this? Yeah. There's not a single customer who says, you know what? I would love to be able to, to buy a nft from you and then sell it when i'm done with this game you know i just want to take ownership of my stupid not real skin for my character no 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 no. you see what i'm saying though it It feels like because they they keep trying to phrase it as like oh we're just we're trying to help you we're trying to empower you we found a way to make digital add-ons worse and more expensive imagine that yeah so yeah it's this the, is not a Fortnite ninja skin. This is your Fortnite ninja skin. And Fortnite ninja, he's a gamer. Yeah. And I trust him with my life. And then you can sell this, maybe. For, if you're lucky, a dollar and 50 cents. And you don't have to sell your whole account. No, no, no. Let me, let me take that back. It's not a dollar and 50 cents. It's a dollar with 50 cents going to Epic. Oh, yeah. that You definitely got to think about that part. Because we've been doing this for a while. Like fucking runescape people were selling like gfs party hats and stuff <laughs> yeah my account has three gfs <laughs> but Damn, back then they were selling the entire account and it's you know it's not an nft but it's unique like this is this account you know like so it's not new at all to sell digital items but the NFT makes it almost to where like the ecosystem like revolves around the signature and you don't have to worry about like trading within your account and things like that. So, and it also makes that item one, like Mm -hmm. there might be 20, uh, rocket league wheels, but like, this is the rocket league wheel. You want to hear the, the really fun part about the quartz thing is, uh, it's not even one of one. Yeah. They're like hundreds at maybe sometimes thousands. It's a digital but, baseball card. And they get to choose the scarcity. So like if they really want to crank up and make a little bit more money on this shit, they'll just make them rare. They're trading cards. They're trading cards. They're uh, internet loser trader cards. Yeah, pretty much. That's Sounds awesome. Are. Can't wait. 
I'm gonna buy ten. Yeah, and you said quartz movement at the beginning of this. Looking, let's uh, look up quartz movements. If whoever heard that, and enjoy the world of watches. Oh yeah, <laughs> we love a watch around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but quartz. I think just in a in a nutshell, Ubisoft's got to do some, right? Yeah, they got to make money somehow. They're losing a hand over. The fist. division's only gonna get you so far. <laughs> Jeez, it's a fun game, but. I like it too, but yeah, they. Uh, I I don't have a lot of good things to say about them. As we a used to play that on like my first gaming PC, you and, and I yeah, a lot, yeah. yeah. And it was like the first time I'd ever got into PC gaming, and I uh, it was like the first thing I kind of learned how to shoot with a mouse on and stuff like that. And I was playing on your old uh, nine seventy, ran great. It's a fun game. Good times. I honestly still like that game. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah, and there's been tons of DLC since then. Yeah, I haven't played it in a very long... I think since you and I played it back when it first came it's out. It's Destiny in New York with fun, like, uh, gear mechanics. Yeah, I would say it's somewhere in the middle between Destiny and, like, a Gears of War-style cover, cover shooter. Yeah. So if you like the Destiny loot system, which... I really do. Yep, me too. And you are a fan of third-person shooters, it's worth a look. I mean, you can probably find a crazy deal on it nowadays. So yeah, I think even if you can't, they have their own subscription service, so just pay 15 bucks for a month of that and then cancel it. I think it. they do, Ubisoft Plus or something. Yeah, so like put 15 bucks down and then cancel the service and play it for a month, see what you think of it. Or just wait until Microsoft buys or it. Or just wait until Microsoft buys them so that we come full circle. Yep. But... Yeah, I think those are the biggest topics that have happened since we last met. Um, the one thing that we didn't have a chance to do was talk about the kind of our, what I think were our favorites of last year. Yeah. So do you, by chance, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Do you have, I can go first if you like for games. Or I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first because mine may be a little underwhelming. Yeah, well. Hey, if it's your favorite, there's nothing wrong with it. But I think my favorites, um, probably my absolute favorite game of the year was It Takes Two. The story is kind of like a weird Pixar mix, like a little more adult than Pixar. Yeah. But it's more than anything, it's just fun. Like, it's just a game with a ton of charm. It's got all sorts of new mechanics for you to pick up. It's an unbelievably good co-op game. Um, it was probably the most fun I had playing a game for that condensed amount of time. I played other games longer than it. Um, I think the prime example would be Final Fantasy, but it was probably my the one I look back the most fondly. I yeah. think I'll use it as like a benchmark. That's kind of how I think of it. It's like, you know, the Witcher 3 of like, you know, you think about this and you compare games to it. It's like your, your specific yardstick that you'll use. Wow, to, yeah. That's a great review. Yeah, I think it's good. I also really, really liked Returnal, the PS5 game, which that company is now owned by Sony. So PS5 game that no one's played because they don't have PS5. Nobody's played because they don't own a PS5. <laughs> it's just an incredible shooter. Uh, it's I really like roguelites, but even if you don't, it's just a fast rewarding sort of third person shooter yep. to run around. So I think it's great. And even me is like, you know, I'm, I'm okay at shooters. I don't play shooters all the time, but like I felt myself really drawn in and like wanting to get better each time. So yeah. I really felt pulled to it. So both I really of, liked both it. Both of those were in a lot of game of the year 
talks and everything. So. Yeah, for sure. And then I think for number three, just to round it out, I think is is it has to be Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I just played a crapload of that game. I've uh, had a lot of fun with friends playing it, and I never really was an MMO guy to be honest. Um, I played WoW and vanilla, not like the most recent, but like back in 2005. And since then, like I never found an MMO that like stuck with me, but it's just, they've got a neat community. The story is very anime, but it's, it's fun. It's engaging, but, um, it's just fun to, to play and, you know, it rewards your time. So yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Yeah. I mean, I played a lot of things that didn't even really come out in the last year. That's okay. Just because I said Final Fantasy. That's what I always do. But really, like in terms of just new things, Halo Infinite was the one for me. I, that probably comes as a little surprise. You've been playing that a lot recently? I have. And it just refreshed it for me. I mean, it feels like Halo. It feels like what it was supposed to feel like to me. And it's just got that classic, you know fluid halo movement and the shooting's crisp they don't you know i could get into the gun mechanics and everything but it was i've spent more time playing that than i've spent playing a halo game in years so it was just really refreshing probably spent more time playing that than most shooters just to like give kind of a point of reference right yeah other than maybe warzone just because the new caldera map i really liked that so i was in that quite a bit but that's pretty much it. I mean, there was there was a few letdowns. You know, yeah. in New World, I was really looking forward to. I was expecting to say New World, and and I still it kind of as far as new things that came out, it's still in there, and mainly because of the potential of it. Like it excites me enough to for what it can and will be, Agreed. and it I really. I'm cutting them a ton of slack because what that game like early alpha as and what it launched as were so different that they didn't have any time to build out those combat mechanics and in game and in game is what a lot of the like RPG player, the MMO players didn't care for on it. So I loved the crafting grind. I loved like the economy which got completely blasted which is why no one plays it because Many it times. completely fell apart yeah um there was a couple of items that were like able to just spam basically and the whole economy got screwed up they took the store completely down the in-game trading post to try to correct some of it which made things even worse but it still has a really high player count, and it still has a ton of potential. I'm not giving up on that game at all. It's top 10 in Steam. It's got a really active and seemingly passionate group of developers. I think that the the movement for that game is nowhere but up. Yeah. To be fair, it has had some pretty nasty dips. Oh, yeah. But the player base has seemed pretty consistent. Like Again, they're always in the top 10 games on Steam, so people are still playing it. They're still enjoying it. And they give, I think, their monthly, like, hour-long dev updates and video. Yeah. So I think that's nothing but positive. They seem really transparent. So I think I agree. My, my game of the year has got to be Call of Duty Vanguard. I yeah. just loved going back to World War II and playing those same things on those garbage maps. I just, I loved it. Did you play the campaign? I love it. No, I've never played it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't touch it. It was just so wonderful. And, uh, yeah, and... None of that was sarcasm. So I love to hear it. Yeah. I love to hear that you loved it. Mark it down. Call of Duty Vanguard. 
It's probably the best game I've ever played, actually. Not even yeah. of the year. Like, I think it's literally the best game I've ever played. If it puts me to sleep, I consider that a win. And yeah. it does. Yeah. So. Like, you just drop in, and uh, the guy instantly has, like, a 20-kill streak, and you can't move. There's tons of hackers. You get shot through walls. It's, I, I mean, it's what you look for. It pushes yeah. you to be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? To keep up yeah. with people who are using artificial machines. Yeah. Like you said earlier, it's a benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... Can anything be this good, I wonder? Like, yeah, like, it's good, but is it Vanguard? Is it Vanguard <laughs> good? Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be asking that for years. Yeah. But I think that's about all I have. I'm excited for... 2022 is coming out strong, man. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Just in the very near future, I'll probably be talking on here about Lost Ark. So, um, I played the beta back when that was a thing, because I, I, like pre-purchased it which made me feel dirty but it already existed i normally don't pre-purchase games but since i already had a product to look at i knew i was going to play it but um i'm stoked yep i mean that's pretty much it for me man cool well everybody thank you once again for being here and we'll talk to you all again soon thanks take care see you in 1080p yeah 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 see you soon